Hello and welcome to ABB Decoded, the podcast that tries to press pause on our fast-moving lives and to make sense of the technology and trends that are shaping our world. I'm your host, Anthony Rowlinson, and we're joined for this episode by Andreas Mogelstu, the editor-in-chief of ABB Review, ABB's 110-year-old technical journal. An engineer by training, but now a journalist by trade, Mogelstu has a unique perspective on ABB's rich technical history, as well as insights into its innovative future. And as the review celebrates its 900th edition, Mogelstu shares some highlights of the journal's past and gives hints of what might be to come. Yes, my name is Andy Mogelstu. I've been with AOB for over 20 years now, initially as an engineer. I worked in semiconductors for a couple of years. I designed experiments and did quality control and reliability. And later on, I actually left the company. I went to work for a small startup, a software company, and then I came back and I joined the AB Review team initially as a as an editor and later on I became chief editor. So I've seen different roles in my time here. I've seen the company evolve over the years. Great. So the reason we're talking today is that it is the uh, the 900th edition of ABB Review. So perhaps you could just tell us, people who might not have heard about this journal, this famous technical journal, what is ABB Review? ABB Review is a research and technical journal that showcases for the benefit of ABB's customers what ABB does uh, in terms of the results we produce, in terms of the research we do, and also in terms of uh, what we're getting back for this $1 billion of investment we're investing every year in research and development. Uh, we cover significant new launches of products, new services, new systems, and we also look at landmark customer deliveries. Uh, besides being reread in the as-published form, many of our articles are repurposed in the trade press, Many are also repurposed as brochures or used in press packs or in uh, in customer packs. And in fact, we are also reused uh, in in education. So some of our articles or pieces of articles, diagrams and other material get republished in course material, in textbooks. And I regularly get queries from professors, from people who are writing textbooks. Can they reuse this or that? So all, all of this reflects the value, the, the, how people recognize the value we have which is very encouraging. And the review, ABB Review, um, again, for people who might have seen it, it's, it's what people might call a magazine, but you refer to it as a journal. It's a quarterly publication, I believe. We do. It, it, we call it a journal. It's a quarterly publication. It's published both as a print edition as well as an online edition, so there are different ways to access it. Uh, it's uh, published uh, four times a year. We have a worldwide readership of about 40,000 people. Uh, that is digital and print combined. Uh, it's, of course, it's a little bit difficult to measure that exactly, but uh, because some people just read up, pick up individual articles, and some people read the whole thing. And 900 issues or 900 editions, how do you get to that number? And what does that say about the title? 900 is a huge number. We've been around for, this is our 110th year that we've been around. And we discovered, really, that we that the 900th issue was coming up. And we noticed that the 900th issue was coming up, and we decided this is a once-in-a-generation opportunity to have a nice round figure to, to use that opportunity to reflect on what we are doing. At the present rate of publication, we're going to reach the 1,000th issue in the 2040s. 
So if we miss it now, it will be a huge pity. So we set about we set about marking this issue uh, by producing an anniversary an anniversary issue with lots of ancillary activities as well to create to create attention to maybe draw in extra readers. We hope to draw in extra uh, to make the the review better known. Great. And in this nine hundredth edition, how have you marked the occasion? What special content and treatments do you have? It starts off when you look at the front cover. It's, it's different to the normal editions. The design is slightly different. We have a little red band along the side. It's supposed to represent a ribbon. It's a present. It's something special with the 900th on the, printed on it. And we have a picture on the front which shows a, it's a collage of a modern-day control room and a 1960s control computer, which is a very nice uh, juxtaposition of technology then, technology now. And... Inside, we have produced some some postcards which people can separate out and maybe send to their friends or use as bookmarks uh, as a as a little extra. Also, because of the special nature of the occasion, we have a guest editorial from the Nobel Prize Outreach, who are a group that AOB partners with, and they promote research across the world and. Uh, we're very proud to be able to partner with them, and they have congratulated us on this special anniversary. Also, our chairman, Peter Vosa, has said a couple of kind words to introduce us. As a lead article, we have uh, produced uh, an article which we called The Shoulders of Giants. The Shoulders of Giants is, of course, it's a quote of Sir Isaac Newton, who said, if I have seen further than others, it is because I stood on the shoulders of giants, which um, is, of course, applicable to all types of research, which is applicable to science as a whole, that science and knowledge as a whole always builds on prior knowledge, on, on prior research, on prior facts, and that we cannot really have research we cannot really have knowledge unless we have prior knowledge on which to build and from which to draw the building blocks that's a great theme for a, a, a journal that's uh, that's so old actually so esteemed but before we get into the history could you tell us anything else anything else about what's in the what's in the issue any special points i suppose we've covered this a bit but is there anything that really stands out for you we have in the anniversary article we have added some links, some QR codes, which you can scan, and then you can download past editions. And if you're interested in how it would be developed as a company, maybe how our tone, how our way of communicating, how our way of presenting ourselves changed over the years, you can look at a whole variety of past editions from the very earliest edition to recent editions. And uh, it is very um, interesting and instructive to see how the culture has changed, how the way of communicating and the way of speaking has changed. And to transform that, to connect that into the future, we have a, a selection of uh, articles covering innovations. So these have been hand-picked, hand-selected by our technology managers from across the company who have chosen their own favourite, their own personal favourite research and uh, technology breakthroughs. And we cover each of these in a short article, hopefully giving people an impression of where ABB will be in a couple of years' time as far as technology is concerned. And when you look back over the, the the journal's life and you refer to these past articles, what sort of perspective do you get of ABB as a company? Do you think it's evolved naturally? Does it feel like the same company now than it did 110, 20 years ago? We've come a long way. 
And obviously it was a different world back then in 1914. This was a couple of months before the First World War broke out. You know, it, it was a, a very different world. And of course, people had different expectations. People had different, uh, different uh, challenges to be solved. And uh, obviously back then, AVB was solving the challenges of the day as we are solving the challenges of our day today. Back then, the challenge was getting electricity at all. Electricity was a relatively new thing. People wanted to electrify. People wanted to have electricity into their homes. Nowadays, that's taken for granted, but we have to think about the sustainability environmental sides of it to make sure that our environmental footprint becomes uh, more responsible. And just on a personal level, it must be quite a proud moment to be editor-in-chief of the title at this time for you and your team, I guess. Absolutely. It's a, it's a great honour. And uh, I think the, the feedback I get from people is, 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 is very encouraging. People are always asking me, when will the next edition come out? What are you going to do? What, what topics are you planning to cover? I'm very proud to, have this, to be in this position. And is it correct that it's actually the oldest published journal in the world? That's a very good question. So uh, I did a little bit of research and uh, newspapers have been around since at least Roman times. There were walls in ancient Rome where where they would post public information, they would post notices or they would post information about ongoing politics and these were regularly updated. So you could say that was the world's first newspaper. And uh, with the coming of the printing press in the 1600s, it was possible to actually have your copy delivered to you at home and uh, so that was the personalized publication but as far as corporate publications goes as far as I know these didn't really come into vogue until the early 20th century when companies started publishing to present themselves to better advertise their services and capabilities and uh, there were quite a few journals which came out before us but as far as I know none of these uh, still survive. So as far as I know, we are the oldest. But I think by claiming this, we're, we're sticking our head very far out. So actually, I'm very much hoping that somebody's going to prove me wrong. And I would love to sit down one day with a chief editor of an even older magazine and exchange some views. And what do you think the key is to the longevity of ABB Review? Relevance, perhaps, or, or just a great idea? I think AB Review goes hand in glove with technology, with research. And because we have AB Review reflects that we do research, that we have research. And it's only because we have research that customers know we're still going to be around tomorrow. We're still going to be around in 10 years' time, in 20 years' time. And we are working on the technologies of the future now. And uh, it, it, it's only through research that we can assure that we have a future. And I think people see in AB Review a reassurance that there is research, that things are going on, and that that future is going to happen. And do we know anything about the founders, maybe the original founding editor, uh, who they were, why why the magazine was started? Sorry, the, sorry, the journal. <laughs> when the journal was first launched, it was distributed primarily to sales representatives. So it was just to inform them about new products. It was quite it was often just listings of products of of with with technical with technical data but very soon very quickly um there was a broader readership because people were asking for this people were asking to get information because i think people are naturally interested in technology people are naturally interested in understanding what technology can do for them and so the tone very quickly developed towards being broader 
and to discussing backgrounds, discussing technological uh, aspects. And uh, I think from the early 1920s all the way into the 1980s, you can find articles that are full of mathematical formulas that have very detailed write-ups of experiments in them. And even sometimes editorials uh, delve into some aspects of mathematical formulas. And it, it, it's uh, when you read those copies, you can very much feel the pulse of the research community of the day and you can feel the enthusiasm behind it. And that's really it's a very wonderful thing. And I think later on, the tone changed a little bit and we became a little bit more generalist. I like to think of it, for example, when you read something like Scientific American or New Scientist. It's, uh, of course, it's for scientifically interested people, but it doesn't really delve into the nuts and bolts. It's more, of course, it respects that, but it tries to present technology in a slightly more accessible way. And I think that's where we are today. And can you feel a link between those very early titles, uh, very early editions, and and the 900th review? Can you feel like a, a red thread, if you like? Very much so, yes. Many topics have changed, many challenges have changed, but I think many challenges are still the same as they were back then. So especially in the way products are developed, in the, in the, in the way uh, the research community feels about its work, and in the way the research community exists to uh, to solve the challenges of the time. And talking about past research, there are certain articles which we published back in the day, a long time ago, which still have relevance today, which still get quoted, which still get cited all the time. And uh, before we actually um, placed the back copies online, I got regular uh, queries, can you please uh, photocopy this or that article for me? And which and these were articles which were going 50, 60 years, because it, which just shows the relevance of the research back then, even today. And it might be too simplistic to say this, but is there some sense in which the review is by engineers for engineers or, or does that limit the scope of the title too much? I like to say it's by engineers for engineers. It's a very nice soundbite. And uh, I think it's true to some extent, but of course uh, we welcome all sorts of readers. And uh, I think it's also important to explain technology to the world at large. I think there are often misconceptions about technology. There are misconceptions about what technology is and what it can do and what the downsides are and what the upsides are. And I think it's, uh, it is very important to bear that in mind and to also write in a way that maybe the interested lay reader can gain something from the articles. But just on that point, you very often do commission uh, expert engineers to, to, to actually write the articles, don't you? We do, yes. So most of the articles are written by people who are actually from the front line of research or from the the front line of, of development or applications. So who really know what they're talking about, who really do this day in, day out, and then have the opportunity to explain to the world what it is that they do. So you have to straddle those two worlds because you're a, an engineer by training, but if you're like a journalist by, by trade. Now. That's true, that's true. So do you have to... Uh, change the, the work that's written or is there much editing involved or does it pretty much fit the page? It depends. Sometimes we receive uh, articles that are, require huge amounts of editing. Um, that's not a criticism. Everybody has their own strengths and and uh, I, I and some people write very well and I, I think it's also important for us maybe as uh, we are the first readers. I am the first reader often of the article. So to maybe judge to what extent this article needs maybe some explanation, some annotation to explain what it's about, to maybe embed it in the bigger picture. And and what sort of feedback do you get from your readers? We do regular surveys to 
test to find out what our readers expect, how they see us, how they perceive us. And uh, it's also very positive, extremely positive. So uh, they always uh, there's always a very high level of approval when we ask them, for example, length of article should they should they be longer should they be shorter spot on you know the quality uh, the the level of technical technical language the technical uh, um, tone of the article should there be more technical should there be less technical we're pretty spot on so I think we're doing a good job there I think it's interesting it's very encouraging to note that the most a uh, common question I get from readers is concerning publication. So they ask me, uh, have I missed an issue or when is the next issue coming out? So that means people not only wait and anticipate for issues, but they, they are eager to receive them. And does the uh, feedback from readers ever influence the, the format or the shape or the direction of the title? Yes, we do readership surveys and uh, readership surveys help us take the right decisions they help us guide the future development both the tone of the articles also the type of articles and we're also interested in to hear what people think of different types of articles so we have introduced some some fixed features for example we have something we call the buzzword demystifier which appears in every issue as a very last article which picks up something which you might call a buzzword is a word that's in everybody's mouth that appears quite a lot in press releases appears quite a lot in communications where we think that maybe not everybody really knows what this word means so we just take the opportunity to put an AOB perspective on that word on the definition and on the application of that word and which buzzword has been demystified in ABB review number 900 so we have one on uh, OPC UA which is a it's a standard in uh, in 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 automation. And you'll but, have to explain that for me <laughs> because I've got no idea what that means. I'm afraid. Uh, maybe we would be veering too far off topic if I were to hold a lecture on that now. Uh, you're always welcome to read it in the review. But uh, in the past, we've also had more generalist topics. We've talked about uh, what is five G, what is six G. We've talked about what is the difference between the cloud and the edge. We've talked about what is a hybrid. Okay. So, so you know, we can go from very broad topics to very uh, to very narrow topics. Very good. And one point that's obvious about the review is that it's a print title, and obviously, print media has had a, a very hard time over the last twenty years. Yes. What's it like publishing a, a print title in a, in a largely digital media age? First of all, we're not really a pure print title. We have an online presence. A lot of our readers do access us online, and probably online is the easiest way to access us, especially if you're in a remote location or if you're not subscribed. Uh, that said, the print edition continues to be very popular, and people do like to receive the print edition. Uh, feedback I often get from, for example, from sales representatives is it's a good conversation opener to put a print edition on the table to talk about it. So I think uh, print and digital, they're not really rivals here. They are they are hand in hand, they're partners. Uh, I think that one of the great values of print is that it is permanence. There's a permanent record. So quite often when you go online, websites disappear, web pages disappear. Whenever a web presence, a website is restructured, quite often a lot of the older material just quietly vanishes and is never found again. Whereas something that's in print is going to be there forever. So uh, it produces that permanence, that absolute permanence, that continuity and that permanence of the record we are creating. And I think especially when you're doing research, 
uh, it's important to have continuity so you can look back and say in the past we did this and uh, you know especially recently you know during the pandemic we've seen how important it is when you're doing research when you're doing science to make sure that that science is clean that it's that it's honest it's objective and that only works if you actually publish facts if you publish findings and make them available and continue to make them available even if later on you may notice I made a mistake and something was wrong you have to leave it out there so people can see what you did wrong rather than pretending oh that never happened and let's edit so there's a slightly higher burden on getting it right first time or yes before publication yes and, and i think there's also an implicit honesty and i think this is implicit honesty that readers appreciate in every review that often comes out in the feedback that uh obviously AUB review we're here to produce sales at the end of the day at the end of the day AUB wouldn't exist if we didn't have revenue and we only produce revenue because people buy things. So at the end of the day, we are encouraging people go out and buy AUB products. But that's not really the in-your-face message. The message we are putting out is more technology is interesting. Let's talk about technology. Let's talk about these things that are happening. Let's talk about these things in an objective way, in a credible way, so people can believe us. And I think it's this credibility, it's this honesty that is one of the uh, lasting lasting assets of AB Review and something we need to be very uh, careful to preserve for the future. Thanks. That's fascinating. Obviously, we've talked a lot about the title's history and where it's come from, but uh, it would be remiss not to look at the future. So where might we be between ABB Review number 900 and number 1000? What's, what does the next 100 issues hold for this title? We want to build further on the feedback of the surveys that we've done in the past and that we'll be doing future surveys in the future as well. And these surveys have been very valuable to us in understanding what the, what customers, what readers need, what they expect. I, I previously mentioned some of the fixed features, such as the buzzword demystifier. Uh, readers have indicated they appreciate these fixed features, and in the future we will have more fixed features. Certain formats that people can expect, that they know how they work, they know what they're about. And uh, we want to use these to, 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 uh, to, to satisfy the needs of readers, and I think this is very important. Uh, on the digital side, I think we're going to build on the digital. Uh, so there will be more uh, more ways in which people can access digital content. And of course, digital means we have we can also produce different formats, such as this podcast we're in now. I think when you discuss things, you can say things in a different way than in print, than in writing. And uh, there are different ways in which you can uh, make information available. So uh, we, I think we're going to see some very important developments in, in many different directions during the next issues even, based on the feedback we've received. And uh, we're also planning to make some changes in the print edition to become more sustainable, to, to reduce our, our ecological footprint. And of course, I think in the longer term, when you're talking about the thousandth edition, which is probably still 20 something years away, uh, I think we've always followed R&D. We followed the technology that AUB makes and AUB produces. And I think we will continue to follow that technology. So we don't know today where AUB will be as a company, what we will be producing, what services we'll be providing, in what way in 25 years time. And, uh, you know, when we look back, what, what changed the last 25 years is absolutely amazing. And you know, it's only the beginning. So we will follow what the company does and we, we will uh, be there to report on things as they change. It seems fairly likely that the review and ABB itself will be around in 25 years time, but you might not be editing the title in 25 years time. So if there is a successor to Andy Mogelstew, what, what advice would you give to your successor editing edition number 1000? 
I would say stay, uh, bear in mind the reputation we have, bear in mind the history we have. We have to preserve that history because this is the reason people read us. People read us because they trust us, because they see us as, as objective. And that's taken years, if not decades. That's taken more than 100 years to build. And that shouldn't be sacrificed readily. And uh, I would, I hope I'll still be around when, when the thousandth issue will be there. I hope I'll still be subscribed. And I look very much forward to seeing how they decide to celebrate that. And with the prospect of edition number 1000 still some way off, we'll bring this episode of ABB Decoded to a close. But if you've enjoyed the conversation, don't forget to like, share and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can find out more about ABB Review and explore the world of ABB at new.abb.com. Until next time.